This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Here we go. How Men Think round two. This is Brooks Like with my dude, the smiling guy right here. Hey, I'm Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> I haven't said anything and you're laughing. What's up, buddy? You're I'm just thinking about what this round's going to turn into potentially. <laughs> okay, and, uh, uh, according to the last show, I just never know what I'm going to walk into. <laughs> we have an interesting first topic. But first, we'll introduce. Of we, do. we got Dimitri, we got Rick, hey. and we've got Ryan here with us. And. Dimitri is fired up about something. He has a burning topic. We're not we're not sugarcoating this one. We're getting into the heat right now. What is it, buddy? Here's the thing. Our producer Amy came to us. She sent out an email and said, "How do you guys what how do you finish off going to the bathroom?" Well, <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. So I said <laughs> and I said, "Well, what is do you it? mean?" I said, well, she said, "When you're sitting down." I said, I, "If this is the way I'm thinking, I said I use Toilet paper. So we're, we're talking about a number and two. Is, is, yeah, yeah, clearly. And as much as I need. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, here's the thing. We like to try new products. And, and I'm reading it. And, and I said, and she said, we, we have uh, some wipies that you can use instead of, to- in lieu of toilet paper. And I said, and before I could even say what I had to say, Ryan and Rick responded, and they were like, well, we'll try them. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know that that's something there, guys. <laughs> I, apparently, there's some deep-seated thing. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm old-fashioned. There's toilet paper. There's been no need to change it, so I've used it. So that's what I do. But these two were clearly having trouble there and wanted to delve in to try something new. So my understanding is that you guys receive some of these, these flushable wipes and, and give it a, a, a go. It called a wipey? It's a flushable wipe, a wipe. Yeah, or is it like a, one called Dude Wipes? Dude Wipes. That I think Dude that. Wipes is the one. It's got a ring to it. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. Dude Wipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds better than wipey. For. I'm more likely to yeah. try Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes, wipes, dude wipes are pretty good. You know, I, I, and thank you, Dimitri. I, I <laughs> kind of, you know, I had always seen them in the bathroom. Always, we go up to Alaska, we go fishing. They were always up there, and I never used them. And I was always like, huh, I wonder why. Like, And I'm a very sort of particular guy when going number two. Um, I build. Tell us about before it. Before. <laughs> Gavin, are you sensing a new song coming on here? Yeah. Man. I build what they call a Texas top hat, I believe. What? Which is basically. What? Does anybody know what this is? Hold on. Does anybody know what this is? No. No. So okay. you make hats now for a living? <laughs> it's a Texas top hat. You basically take the toilet paper and you put it over the toilet seat okay. before you go and sit down. Okay. Even at home? At home, I just got a brand new toilet. Are you and I, what? I used it. Is yeah, because your kids pee on the seat. No, is this a is my it because own you're an animal? Growing up, <laughs> yeah, I I like the warmth. It's soft. It's just a very nice place Have to kind of sit down. Just keeping your pants on. And then if you ever run out, of, <laughs> you're an interesting maybe, cat. Maybe right? more. Ever, maybe diapers are more for you. Well, if you ever run out of the toilet paper, you always know you have you know about four or five, maybe eight different. No, you're at home. That's probably, that's probably why you run out. No, it's because you already used dude, eight of them. Dude, if you're in a bar and you like have to go for some reason, you want to build a little nest on the thing, fine. But you're building a nest at home. Office, like, it's the home, home. It's at college, home. does not matter. I've, I've been building the it for a long time. You should see how many Texas is, Top Hats I have. He's an architect. He well, so, named the damn thing so, the Texas Top Hat. <laughs> so when the dude wipes came up, I was raised my hand. I'm like, I got to do this. Not to put them down. I already have that method sealed. But yeah. sat down and I was like, you know, I've seen these things and I want to try it. Well, you know, get down there, go, and I start pulling out the dude wipes. And I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is a little weird. It's not as comfortable. I actually did not like them as much as I thought I would. I thought it would be, you know, clean, swift, good, ready to go. But? It was small, yes, but. wet, 
just not as, mm. as comfortable as I would have liked, you know. Mm. So sort of like this conversation. So yeah. not as comfortable yeah. as I would have liked. Yeah. Mm. No kidding. <laughs> When's the food get here? <laughs> I can't believe that you do it at home, though. I get it when you're in a public place and you don't know who's been on that seat, but like, it's you're doing it for warmth at home. Are you OCD? Yeah, there's another you, uh, other thing I do. If you really yeah, no, about. please. I don't know. Let me do it. Yeah, sure. So like, you know, right like right before the toilet, there's like drips of pee or whatnot. So I'll pull the toilet paper or a paper <laughs> towel from you. No, from previous, oh. maybe at the office or in a public restroom, oh, airport, okay, we're or whatever. From home now. And I'll wipe that down, and then slide that to the corner, and then. Hey, I got a bathroom in my house. You mind coming over to my place (laughs) for a little while? Do you have like a handy belt on that you come into every stall with that you have like apparatus and sprays? I feel like he's going to end up on he's going to end up on like Shark Tank with some sort of bathroom invention, (laughs) dude. Belt. I'm afraid I'm going to be in a bathroom one time and I'm here knock at the door and it's going to be Rick. Like I have some wipes if you need. I'm here for you, buddy. I will share an experience. I did go to I go to Tokyo quite a bit for work and they obviously are kind of the king of bidets and all of the you know the high end toilet seats and I built my little Texas top hat on there. Clean Neruda all alone? <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was like I don't even need to put the Texas top hat on because this seat is warm. Yeah, there's you probably stayed in some of these hotels. Yeah. Like traveling when hotels that have the, heated uh, like hotel heated, heated they seat. have auto yeah. they heated have auto, auto seats flusher auto seats. cleaner. Oh yeah, they're dynamite those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. You get a button and someone comes by and thanks you for Staying at the hotel and they wipe you for you. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I don't. I have yet to stay at a place where that exists. But so yeah. So I tried the wipes. I actually wasn't a big fan of it. It was a little small in the hand, as I like kind of the you know whatever, and uh, it was a little moist and not as good as I like. Okay. So I'll let and Ryan. Is it because you have large hands? It may be. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Ryan. Now <laughs> wait a second. Man, You're hung up on this, no, one, yeah, buddy. No. So after you use this thing, the wet thing, do you follow it up with the dry thing, or do you? Just oh, in this particular case, I did. Yes, the swamp. Yeah, butt. that's a great question. Yeah, no, I did yeah. not want to walk out of there and, and still kind of have the. Otherwise, you got to Otherwise, you got to go to the hand dryer and just kind of <laughs> yeah back back it up against it. Oh, he has a, hand, a hair dryer in his belt. <laughs> that's one of in the tool apparatus. belt when yeah. I go build a hat. <laughs> Ryan, what are your thoughts uh, well, on this? I mean, this my, Scott, my experience like deals with some of my neuroses, which is the first thing I said to Amy is I said, I'm reading the back. Are these definitely flushable? Because if I ruin my plumbing at my house and I have to get a plumber in here, it's going to be an issue. It's not worth it to me. She assured me that I'm being neurotic and it's all good. Mm-hmm. The bigger thing for me, I have a friend who swears by them, which is partly why I jumped at the opportunity to have them sent to me. And he said, the analogy he gave me was like, Look, if you got mud on your arm, Ooh. would you use a dry paper towel to get it off or would you use a wet paper towel to get Couldn't it off? Couldn't agree more. And I thought that was a v- relatively astute observation on Wet mud or dry mud? But with wait, yeah. well, you could agree more with is what? Mud wet yeah. by nature. There's no such thing as dry mud. Dry mud is dirt. Hmm. That just blew your mind. You got to yeah. wipe it off in mud. You got to get the mud off. But then you got to clean it with something. And a dry piece of paper is not going to clean it. So, so... Just saying. <laughs> my so have you been? Con- are you converting now? Are you a dude white yeah, guy? I think he's. You yeah. never really asked me my opinion. I thought. Okay, we'd... right now. Okay, that's a good point. The one thing I was going to say is, when you're in a public, the time you would need it most for me is not when you're at home. It's when you're in an away toilet. And when you're in an away toilet, if you're in an office environment, the last thing you're going to do is get up from your desk and walk down the office corridor with the dude wipes in your hand. So. 
So you advertise to everybody in the office that you're going to drop a deuce in the bathroom. So I think mm. I would need a Dispenser. travel size, mm. pocket friendly. A dude. fanny pack. Something that you could slip into your pocket and be discreet when you go out there. Or if this catches on, restrooms will just supply them. Well, that's the thing. That's the it dream. sounds like toilet paper kind of monopolizes the whole thing. That's that's maybe you're in on Shark Tank, correct? Yeah, that's right. right. A Texas Duty, top hat it, with, a dude wipe, with a fanny pack. A dude wipe dispensary for restaurants and airports. This I'm has got Mark. Somebody's going to steal that. Give me a percentage of that company. This has got Somebody's, Mark Cuban written all over yeah, it. I'm sure yeah, he's yeah. going to. Oh, you can get it at the Duty Free. Dude, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. What's that, what's that line from Anchorman? This really escalated quickly. Yeah. All right, I haven't tried it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to try, but I think it's more prominent. I've heard. I actually was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this the other day. So I think it's actually more prominent than we probably know. Yeah, I guess the argument would be, you shower with water. Right, you're cleaning yourself off with something wet. The only way to get clean would be something wet, correct? You don't just put a towel on your body. Mm-hmm. So that would be the argument. I'm, I'm a believer. Uh, okay, I, I'm, we'll I'm, get I'm, you some. I'm, I'm still. A, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with TP. Danielle, can we get can we get Gavin some dude wipes? Of course. I don't want them right now, guys. No, but we'll, then you can try them out. We're gonna on this show. We're gonna test a lot of products, so I appreciate you stepping up to this one. Do it right here. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Hey, it's Brooks Like, and it is How Men Think. We have right. Gavin, Dimitri, Rick, and Ryan. We're, we're taping this right now in Oakland, California, where we're away from Los Angeles, and Ryan is away from his wife and the two-year-old boy and the baby on the way, and he's dealing with a little bit of guilt. Let's get into this. So, look... We're airing it all out here, are yeah. we not? Yeah. Is this not? This I, is, I was told this is a safe, safe place. place. This is yeah. not the safe place. This is a safe, safe place. Because <laughs> I'm getting a look from Gavin that is like he doesn't approve of this and it's very off putting. Let's call it a safe place I'm for sorry. now. I, I was told it's a judgment free zone, but okay. Call it a safe place for now. Tell the story and then we'll decide after. Okay. So, so I had an issue and have an issue currently, which is that I have about five hairs unibrow hairs that continue to grow back that my wife is like this is a bad look like she would pluck them because she said it's a bad look and eventually she gave me as a gift a laser treatment in la i went to this this laser clinic went in sat in the waiting room and there are about 15 women getting bikini line lasers i was the only guy luckily this armenian guy with like a sweater vest of chest hair came in after me but Mm. i have gotten one procedure done of laser (laughs) on my in between my eyebrows Mm -hmm. it looks amazing yeah why not you got dude i have one like black one i I, see my hair is brown and i have one black one that just grows right there and have to like Pluck it out. I would hundred percent. Guys, what's the matter? It's, it's one hair. Just pluck it. What do you? Why because are we, why are you lasering? You pluck it the rest of your life. Like I, if you can just do away with it and be done with it's, it, it'll never grow. No, your five hairs will that's never the grow beauty back. Of laser. You know what? I actually would do a laser on. I'd like to actually do it on the back of my hair. So when I get a haircut, it stays clean Same the whole hair. time. So maybe like next time I get a haircut, I'll go somewhere and get it lasered. Anywhere you recommend? Where'd you go? Was it good? You looking for a place? You got a place? You got a place? It was good. I don't good? remember the name of it, though. <laughs> do they do, you guys do, do, they do, do they do the back? I mean, yeah, they do everything. I mean, they, when I, I walked in, like, done it. They, the, the guy that was behind me, they had like an industrial-sized laser beam thing. Like, But for me, it took literally 
10 seconds, like five zaps, and I was out. Really? <laughs> Can't they, can they come to you your do, house and do it? Like, I don't want to truck down to a laser place. <laughs> that's a good what do you? What, that's, what, what are you lasering laser first? Yeah. What are you lasering? Uh, I don't know. I got a few strangly things on my shoulders I guess I could take care of. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not a, I don't feel like I need to do it, but I guess if it never grows back, but what's to say it won't grow back right next to it? So Gavin, do you have, have you ever plucked any hairs on your Gavin's eyebrows? perfect. Right here? Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> uh, probably, I'm sure I've done this before, but nothing comes out, hmm. you know, at the center between my eyebrows. But um, he's looking for a laser that if grows hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for his beard, for his beard. Yeah. So here's a question. Well, we all know that fashions change, right? Styles change. It's always a moving target, essentially. Culturally speaking, music fashions change, religions change, politics change. What if somewhere down the line, let's say it's within our lifetimes... Anthony Davis. It yeah. becomes incredibly attractive to have a couple hairs in between your two eyebrows, and you're like, damn it, I wish I could get those back. What are you going to do about that? The technology will, it already exists. I could get a hair transplant and have them plugged in. Think it's about like the people that, you reverse it. Think about right? the people that threw something you get a away. Transplant the unibrow, buddy. Hmm. Somebody threw away an old album, right? Obviously not one of yours. They threw away an old album. Someone bought it on eBay and or sold it on eBay and made a fortune, right? So to Gavin's point, all of a sudden it's like this is the hottest thing to have a unibrow. It's not going to be. Like Anthony, the end Anthony of Davis here. from the it's NBA has a unibrow. He, yeah. That's his nickname. He's, He's a marketing thing sheets now. a year. That's what makes him attractive. Oh, I didn't say it was attractive. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming that's where you're going. Okay. <laughs> but women do it like on their armpit everywhere. Weekly, the same could be said for them. But what if their car stalls in a cold climate and they need to grow that hair back? And there they are, <laughs> freezing. Do you now do you what? have a lot of fear in your life? Like you live a lot of only a little bit life. of everything, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you, I love I love your hypotheticals, dude. I love, I love that we went from from Ryan's eyebrow to a, a stalled car in Minnesota in the winter. <laughs> you never know. Good, Let's good. say you're at the Mall of America and it's a giant storm <laughs> and the doors are locked. Oh, I wish I had a unibrow. Oh, I wish I could grow hair. Yeah. It's stuck all Damn, night long. Damn, why did I get laid? I want that. Double by morning. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about another issue that you raised, Ryan. Um, set this one up for us. We're talking about, and it, uh, this is, a, I think, a real issue for, for men and women. Um, you call it man guilt. Can you explain to us and to our listeners what man guilt is? I think Rick is the expert in this territory, but I will tell you that, uh, yeah, there, there's an element of whenever... I go away and my wife is home with my Go away son. on work or like vacation or well, out with the boys? That's a, it's a very astute question. Thank you. Uh, I would say when you go away, when I go away on work, the man guilt is lessened because I am away for work and I'm earning money for the family and, and, and all that. But if I go away on pleasure with buddies, then the man guilt is that much more because she's home <laughs> taking care of our son, you know, dealing with the, the, brunt of of motherhood essentially while i'm off having a good time so you have to kind of temper the when you're relaying back how things are going it's i feel guilty saying like i'm having an amazing time can't you lie to her and say it sucks i can't wait to come home and i knew you were gonna be the one time here and can't you do that i think yes you can and Uh, have you done that i've 
That's going to add to his guilt. If he's now lying to her, he's away and he's lying, that's just going to add but to the guilt. But will you feel better about your relationship by lying with her by saying, I'm having a bad time versus you worried that she's going to be almost jealous of you for having a great time and therefore sparing her the competitive uh, sort of angst regarding you having time off from or time away from the, the interesting thing is I, I bring this on myself. If I were to tell her I'm having an amazing time, she would genuinely be happy that I'm having an amazing time and making the well, most of it. That's great. My time. What do you feel so bad about? Yeah, so why, why do you do that? Because I feel guilty that she's at home not having a great time. So is why it about her or is it about you? Time? Is it about her not having a great time or that you're having a great time? I don't think my brain can comprehend with that question. Can I, actually, can I tell you? I used to have this, I used to have this man guilt, yeah. and what it, what it finally came to a point where I realized if I didn't do these things, if I if I felt bad when I went away for work, or if I went away for my buddy's birthday and we went to Vegas or whatever it is, and I felt bad about it, or if I didn't go for some reason, which I think is a mistake to not do those things. I think you need to give your family, your work, your friends the best version of yourself, and if you stay home and you don't do these things. Then you're going to be grumpy. You're going to be the. You're not giving your wife. Then, then you're going to be like you're going to have more fights and this and that. The thing is, give her the opportunity to do it too. Let her say, hey, listen, go away, yes. have fun with your friends, have a weekend or whatever it is. Let her do it too. Show her that there's nothing wrong with it. And then when you do it, it's it's okay because because you're sharing now. And it's like and she needs it just like you need it. If you don't do these things, you're not going to be the same with your wife. You're not going to be the same with your kids. There was a time where um, I hadn't gone away, and then I started traveling for work a little bit. And my my you know kids were like whatever. My 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 you know youngest was like I don't know. She's a, a small girl. She's like two, one and a half at the time. She didn't really. She paid more attention to my mother in law, my wife. This and that. I went away to New York for a week for work, and I came back. <laughs> And she has been daddy's little girl ever since. And it's like, there's a dynamic that changes. Sometimes you have to remind people what they have or what, what there is. And you have to be the best version of yourself and bring that back. Because that's going to change. If you, if you don't go and it gets stale and this and that, then, then you're not helping anybody. There have been times that I've gone away when, when milestones occur okay. in my, with my son that I'm away for. When it's like he's now taking his first steps or he said his first word and that's that makes you feel tremendously guilty i get i understand that yeah that makes sense well don't go away on his birthday yeah (laughs) don't plan a trip on your son's birthday actually i was away on his first birthday yeah how do you know if you missed it that it happened at all and it wasn't a ploy to make you feel (laughs) yes you are so suspicious that's that's deep that is deep. Perhaps Probably because his wife isn't going to lie to him. That how do we know? Are we. <laughs> it's weird because when I got home, uh, my wife had told me he had I'm taken his first guy. steps and he was not it. walking. And she said he just did, decided not to walk anymore. It's yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Can you I nailed it? You, well, you trust your woman? You nailed it. <laughs> do you trust this woman? <laughs> show me. Show me him walking. Second kid. <laughs> she has the video proof. Baby the other thing I think about the guild is like you're vested with that person, that relationship, whether it's a work relationship or, or a marriage or a friendship or whatever. And, and if you walk away or technically speaking, or you're going on a trip or whatever, you're breaking that, you know, maybe it's mm. with a team or maybe when you left hockey or maybe mm. it's whatever that is, like maybe you felt, I don't know the circumstances, but maybe you were like, I feel guilty you know, signing that contract with the such and such team, right? You know, like mm. I, but, but reality is, is 
to, to Dimitri's point is you do need to do things that make you a healthier person and a help and a happier person. And mm-hmm. I think overall that will make the whole situation dynamic better. So mm. I agree with, I exactly agree with what you said and what Dimitri said. So when I was released by the LA Kings, I was playing in town, finally living at home. My wife and I had done long distance for three and a half years. I was playing hockey in DC and Toronto. She's living in LA. So we had done long distance like that for three and a half years. Finally, I'm playing in LA for the Kings. Life is amazing. I'm playing hockey and at home. Then the Kings released me, and I had a decision to make. Do I want to go somewhere else again and be away from home and continue to play hockey, or do I want to stay at home? And I, it was my decision. My wife was like, I support you in whatever you want to do. You want to go to Carolina. You want to go to Florida. Wherever you want to go play, I support you. You know, I love you and I want you to have the career that you want, so I support you. And God bless her for that. And I made the decision, I do not want to be away from my wife. As much as I wanted to play hockey, which was at an all-time high, it just got better every day. My desire to be with my wife was, on a daily basis, was greater than my desire to play hockey. And that doesn't discount my desire to play hockey. Sure. Um, so I, I do agree with that, that... Um, and it was my decision. I wanted to be with her. So I, I'm at peace with that decision. But I also agree with what Dimitri said in a little bit of that you can't miss somebody if they don't leave. You know? So like right. missing somebody in a relationship is a powerful thing. Like if I'm gone for a couple of days, my wife misses me and I miss my wife. And that's a, an attraction to come back home to. So, and I also want to have a fantastic time while I'm here with you guys, mm-hmm. come home and share some energy and stories with her. And she sees this, this, this lights me up. Mm-hmm. And also that distance from each other makes us gravitate towards each other. So if you don't go, as Dimitri said, if you don't leave, Amy's ready to pipe in on this. What is it? I think men feel guilty when they're being selfish because you're taught, don't be selfish, don't be selfish, don't be selfish. But being selfish isn't always bad. So especially in the workplace, you sometimes feel guilt over making certain decisions because you're looking out for number one. But sometimes it's okay. And I'd love to hear what you guys think about Mm. that. I agree with that. I'm an advocate for people to be selfish in their life as far as what makes them happy. Now, that doesn't mean step on people. That doesn't mean hurt people. That doesn't mean, but it means you have one life to live. You're in charge of it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. Something that's going to fulfill you and light you up, by all means, go do it, please. And I hate when people turn down the thermostat on their life to accommodate other people. And especially Mm -hmm. if you have a, the right partner, maybe there's a litmus test for the right partner in your life is Ryan, if you go away and you said, I had the most amazing time, babe, this was awesome. And she says, that's awesome, honey. Tell me more. I want to hear all about it. That's the right partner. If you have somebody that says, how dare you be away, blah, blah, blah. That's maybe the wrong partner for you. Uh, That's how I look at it. My wife and Mm -hmm. I, we travel a lot for work, both of us, um, and celebrate the opportunity to go and do these things and that each of us have the greatest life we could imagine and we support one another in doing it. Mm. But we are being selfish in a way by doing it, but our connection is strong enough and we communicate well enough that it's not an issue. Mm. You guys, what do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I agree. I mean, you're here. You got four kids at home. You're here. What's what's your wife thinking? We're in Oakland right now. Yeah. No, not it's, in it's, LA. And that was the thing. It's like I said, hey, listen, I'm going up to Oakland. Um, we're going to do the podcast from up there. And she said, okay, great. She's very supportive. In fact, the night before I left, she had to go to Colorado for something. So, you know, we told the kids, I said, you know, mommy's away tonight and I'm here. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to be away. And it's like, and 
you know, that's just, that's the way it is. And I think you have to be supportive of each other. And when you don't, when you start having whatever jealousy, like, oh, you went to visit to, to, for your friend's, you know, birthday or whatever. If you have jealousy about somebody, about your partner having fun and doing stuff that makes them happy, then that's not, that's not a healthy relationship. And there's an issue. There's a, a deep, you know, underlying issue there. If you're, if things that make your partner happy don't make, it doesn't make you happy that they're happy, that's, that there's a problem. Can I give you the perspective of someone who doesn't have children? Yes, sir. Let's have it. It's not married. Um, single man. Yeah. You want me to put that out for? I'll no. put that out for for anybody. No. This is a very no. single. No. Very no. eligible. It's not about very it. eligible. Is, is this going to be no, the crew? Is this going to be about a woman missing you in every city? <laughs> no, no. It's not, it's not about that. It's a, it's a, for me. Uh, when I think about this conversation, I hear your perspectives are all valid. They're all important, right? To each of you, they're important. Uh, as the person who doesn't have a family, um, it's important to me as well. Uh, for I guess from this sort of preventative angle, which has been so. So here I am. I'm a, I'm an adult. I'm not married. I don't I don't have children. But a, I think a large part of me delaying that game in my life, essentially that that element of uh, what I would consider what makes it a full life, is that I know what my job entails and the amount of travel that it entails, and I always felt like. I wouldn't have time for that. And so I, uh, until I feel like I have time for that, uh, as far as fatherhood is concerned, um, I've always felt like I, I won't be ready for that. And so, you know, I, I'm somebody who grew up in a, a lower middle class household. Um, my dad was a prison guard. My mom was a detox specialist. And so, you know, we didn't have really money, but my dad was there every day. So, until I feel like I could match that, which I may not be able to ever do, because I mean, like, I mean, if you have read the Odyssey, right? So, so sort of how it it sort of sums up this this uh, this life challenge of, of of a young man to try to to try to live up to the image of his father, which ultimately, as we all know, is the impossible in so many ways. The stories that you hear from a lot of dads, of course, it's not it's not all dads are great, but. A lot of guys who who grow up knowing their fathers, they paint this picture of their father that is absolutely uh, you can't master it, you can't possibly live up to it. I'm sure the same way that some women view their mothers, and so because I felt like I wouldn't be able to live up to that and be the father my dad has been for me, uh, it's made me sort of put that on the back burner and in a lot of ways sort of put that element of life on hold. Because even though you guys are celebrating great lives and full lives, I hear the the struggle that you have and and it's something that i understand is valid uh, valid uh, a level of angst for for anybody you know in that situation but to that point not that i'm telling you run out and, and get married and have kids but keep in mind i don't think when when my dad for everything he meant to me and everything that i that i think he was such a great dad and he did this and i don't think he ever sat there and thought oh my god i'm being this is look at me i'm being a great dad i've got it all put together i'm here all the time listen i like i don't think that i'm always there for my kids i try and be as much as i can but when i see them i know that they don't they don't look at me and think oh he's never around he's a I don't think my dad was ever like, look at me, I got it all figured out. This is the perfect the sure, perfect no, situation no, just fell upon sure. me. So right. keep that in mind when you're like, I want to make sure that I'm there for your kids. Mm. You'll be there, but it doesn't mean constantly being there. Mm. 
So can I, Gab? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Because this is coming from somebody who, my twenties to thirties, I was intensely devoted to my career as an athlete. Right. Didn't have the capacity or composure to welcome a relationship really mm. into my life. So I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that switched when I met, and I, I, it actually switched personally in me a little bit once mm-hmm. I hit about twenty nine thirty. I developed a little more composure and growth personally, mm-hmm. and then I met my wife just at the right time in my life, but. Mm-hmm. In your life, what do you think that looks like, that moment where maybe you do have that capacity to bring on a serious relationship and a potential life partner or kids? Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea of what that might look like, given your career Mm -hmm. as an artist, a traveling artist, touring? Um, You know, I, I sort of fantasize about what it could look like, what it should look like. You know, sort of like these, uh, I think we've all been sort of uh, brought up on these, uh, these with these, these, these uh, romance novel versions of what perfect looks like. And as we all know, it's simply entertainment, a lot of those stories. And uh, they are, they, life is imperfect, uh, but we all sort of are, have been told what perfect should look like, at least in many different versions of what perfect should look like. Um, so, <clears throat> of course, I have all of those those fantastical concepts of what it should look like, right? Mm-hmm. But what it could look like are two d- different mm-hmm. things, right? And what it should <laughs> you, and what yeah. it could look like. Do you think the right? should look like is limiting you a little bit? Because um, like, you're I, trying I, to fit something into this I, I think, mold of what you so. think it I is? I think so. And, and so I've gone, and uh, as, you know, about a year and a half ago, my mom had passed. And so that sort of just sent everything just spinning, you know, for me, just absolutely spinning. Um, so it it became much more uh sort of a reminder of of uh you never know when it's going to happen you know what yeah. i mean like how long your life is going to be in these things so some elements of me are saying seize seize the moment go out and just have the greatest time and go crazy or whatever and of course there's that other element which is you know you're not going to be here forever and have a family and make something in, you know, the image of yourself, of your father, of your mother, etc. So I have an idea of what it, like I said, it should look like, but the sort of uh, the 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 high wall of what 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 you're up against in in, in this life. Um, just speaking from personal experience, I'm actually excited for you, and I, I'm excited to get to know you more and follow your journey. Um, and it's going to be surprising when it you. thank you when it does happen. It's going to be surprising and awesome i never thought i would marry an american girl Mm. i thought the rest of my life i'd go back to canada i'd live back in saskatchewan Mm. um maybe coach hockey back there something like that now Mm. i'm living in los angeles doing a podcast with you guys Mm. married to an american girl who is a dancer an artist where i was a sports guy i mean it's amazing i once had a good friend tell me if you want to make god laugh tell him your plans that's right (laughs) <laughs> and and it was so true. It rang so true. I thought mm-hmm. I had my life laid out. This is the way it was going to go. And then one day somebody walked into my life, Julianne walked into my life mm-hmm. and just changed everything. So mm. um, be open. My only advice to you would be open mm. to things that you aren't seeing. Mm. Um, I thought my life was going one way and man, did it go the other way. And I'm mm. so grateful for that. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. So we're in agreement. We should all go to Vegas. Rick, you call Ryan's mo- uh, uh, <laughs> wife and let her know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ryan's, Amy, Ryan's <laughs> wife and let her know. Let me get us some flights to well, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. The, let the record Tell state that... what a horrible time you're having with us in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. 
the, the one thing I do want to add to that is my, I, my brother, who's five years older than me, he kind of paved the path for myself and my sister and whatnot and kind of set mm. the bar pretty high. And, but I had kids a lot earlier than he did. Um, he has a three-year-old now. But I felt like as we were going, getting into the age that we are now, he was sort of always concerned about lining up his ducks. You know, he was like, I got to make enough money. I got to have the right house. I got, you know, or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think once he had the kid, he was kind of like, oh, okay, good. Like, and I kept telling him like, dude, just do it. Like, don't worry about it. You know, like mm. you don't know what the kids, you know, you don't know how that's going to work for you. You know I mean? Mm. It's, it's a whole, once you have that child, it's a whole nother deal. It's a whole mm. nother ball game, you know, especially between you and the kid and you and your wife, you know, and whatnot. And so mm. there's all these new dynamics, but it's like, you know, I wanted to just encourage him, like, don't wait, go like mm. have one because it is really the best thing ever mm. to have a kid, a bur- mm. girl, boy, whatever, you know, and it's, mm. It's, uh, you know, it's, you never know what life's going to throw at you. You know, mm. I think that's to Brooks's point. Mm. It's cool. Right on. This is, gonna be good. <laughs> this is How Men Think. And on this show, we have opened it up to your to our listeners. We'll always have it open to our listeners. We want to know questions, insight, comment from you guys. You can email us at men at iheartradio.com. And we have a question right now. We're going to call, this segment's really like, Ask us anything. We're an open source for you guys, men and women. Ask us anything. But we're going to call it a little more of a fun name. Um, That's what he said is what we're going to go with for this segment. So Danielle, our producer, has a question for us. All right. So this comes from Jessica. And Jessica is asking, from a man's perspective, how are you guys affected by a woman's gynecological? Oh, my God. Stay with us. (laughs) Rewind. This is from Jessica, and she is asking, from a man's perspective, how are guys affected by a woman's gynecological... Oh, my God. Gynecological? Gynecological. (laughs) I can't say the word. Gynecological. Oh my God. God, Gynecological. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here. No, I got it. Okay. This is from Jessica. And she is asking, from a woman's perspective, how are you guys affected by a wo- woman's issues such as endometriosis, PMS, etc.? I'll, I'll touch on the endometriosis one. My wife openly has admitted and has endometriosis. Um, God bless her heart. She does a lot of um, trying to raise awareness uh, for women to find out if they have it. I think I said it last episode, I believe one in 10 women have endometriosis. And can you explain what that is? Um, I really don't. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, should sorry. know more. Um, but it, it essentially can make getting pregnant naturally a little more difficult. It's something to do with... Um, oh, Easton's got yes, it. Easton has it. It can be cysts on right. the... So she does have cysts on uh, her over... I don't, I'm not, I don't know how much I want to get into this exactly. I mean, my Easton. wife has it too. Okay. Um, and first of all, it's incredibly difficult to get diagnosed. She had a hell of a time finding a doctor that knew what it was. It's, it's cysts on your uterus. And it causes intense pain, uh, um, dis- just all kinds of discomfort. She had to have an, like an incision and some, um, was it lacroscopic, uh, lacroscopic surgery? Yeah, yeah to, to have them removed, but they're just going to come back. Um, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So, and, and it can be unpleasant or uncomfortable during intercourse. Um, but for me, I mean, I love my wife. This has nothing, this has no bearing at all on our relationship or... On like I understand that her body, she didn't choose to get it. She didn't do anything to get it. She has endometriosis. We move forward with it. So we've done. We talked about it last 
episode, we did uh, IVF and froze some of her eggs in case we do have trouble getting pregnant naturally. Um, but fully accepting of my partner, of my wife, absolutely love her, and we'll move forward. And whatever comes our way in life comes our way. So for me, that's a non-issue. May I be so mm. bold and ask the question that women all want to know? But it's a bold one for you guys. Do you care about period sex? Like, would that stop you? This is one for Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Gav? Buddy? And tell the truth. That's what this is. So tell the truth. So if it's a no, we can handle it. We can handle it. Thank you, Gavin. Why am I on the spot? I don't know. Oh. Well, I think you're uh, the... Dimitri. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm not, I'm not again, I've done it. Um... I think it's more preferable to be either the very beginning or the very end of the period cycle. Um, but, you know, I think it's a good thing when you're with someone that, that regardless of the time, you guys kind of want to be together. So if it happens to be in the middle, then, you know, you know, deal with it. I mean, obviously, put a towel on. That's also something I think that, so just so we can educate them, Danielle, will you jump in here? It's not the middle you want. The middle is the worst part. That's what I said. That's why. But the first. So let me educate you on what I said. I'll tell you. Day one is pretty light. I said the beginning or the end. Day two and three. Nobody wants to be doing it. But day like four or five, you barely would know. I mean, this is supposed to be. It's not not as comfortable from a man's perspective. It's it's does not. The sensation is not as enjoyable. Oh. Yeah, from my perspective. Is that the time right. of the month when men should be planning their fishing trip? <laughs> <laughs> oh, looky there. I got to buy. Rick, Ryan, what do you guys say? <laughs> Personally, I mean, from the beginning of when I first met my wife, there's nothing that grosses me out. So it's like, it is what it is. I, there's... It, there is literally nothing that could gross me out. So. Come on, I, I thousand percent we can find something that goes. I'm, I'm yeah. saying with respect to my sex life with my oh. wife, like there's not. Oh. I've never been grossed out by any of that. It's like a fact of life, and it is what it is. And uh, I kind of agree with Brooks, though. It, there, it's a total different sensation, is what I get. Yeah. You know, it's it's not not the same. So you know, quite frankly, it, to me, it's a no. You know, I'd rather wait the whatever you're waiting anyway. Yeah, I will say this. So, and, I don't know if I'm wrong on this one, but and maybe we need producer Danielle or producer Amy to weigh in on this. I feel like towards towards the end or maybe after, you guys feeling a little bit more of it? Are you feeling like you kind of want to, you're a little friskier? Two days before is like, whoa. And then the problem is we're actually friskier during the days you don't want to do it. It's really weird. Huh. It's like, it's God's punishment maybe because it's like that's when we really want it, but we don't want to do it because, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it on those days. Like when I look at the calendar and I know I got like a vacation with somebody and you literally go, can you bleep me? Because you're so bummed that the calendar just screwed you. And so we don't want to do it either. I don't know. I can't speak for all. The only screwing you're getting is from the calendar. (laughs) I get it. My wife and I did long distance for three and a half years and sometimes it just lined up like that. Just because those are the only days that we could make work with my schedule or her schedule, mm-hmm. um, so I get it. it that it's uh, that being said, I mean, you know, it's it's not my first choice, um, but I've, as Demetri said, have done it, and um, but it's also just a great time to get some damn good sleep too. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> hey, just just get some good sleep in there. 
Okay, so the second question we have is from Amy. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) And her question is, how come when we text you three questions, you only respond to one of them? We prioritize the most important. I don't know. What were you going to say? We can't figure all three out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean... Why are you sending three rapid questions? Like, why don't you just if you pick a question, ask it, and then we'll answer it. And like, why is this like the lightning round? Like, send us a question, we'll answer. Like, pretend your text is a conversation. Amy, you're a horrible texter. You will write "Hey" in a text. Next, got next a question. Next, and it's like just hey. Slow it down, think it through, ask us a question, and we'll answer it, and then ask the next one. But if you send three questions, it's like. It doesn't seem genuine. Like, do you really want the answer? You're just trying to, like, I don't know. We'll give you an answer, but that's that's a lot. So you want one at a time. Can you guys talk about this, too? Texting versus phone calls? Because we want the phone calls, but it seems like you guys prefer texting. What's everybody's thoughts I, on that? I have a capacity to handle, like, three phone calls and five text messages a day. That's about it. Then I'm on overload. Um, I honestly, I honestly like FaceTime most often. Like whenever, whenever I call you, Amy, it's I FaceTime you because it's just like, hey, it's an easy way to punch in, punch out versus like texting. It just, I, uh, I don't have a capacity to do that. I, I actually like the phone call. I enjoy FaceTime more. It's like, hey, how are you? This is my question. What's up? Okay, what are you doing? Great, peace. That's because yeah. you're handsome. But yeah, no one wants a Facetime from me. Ever get the Facetime coming in, and you're like, this is the last thing I want is for them to see me right now. No, because I don't, I, I don't give a damn. No, it's because he's I look handsome. Like on Facetime. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you, is that really? I'm gonna do like them a, a favor. Facetiming is a lot. It's a commitment. Like what? If I see a Facetime yeah. coming in first, I'm like. That's a pocket FaceTime. They did not yeah. mean to FaceTime. You're like me. looking in the mirror. They're like, if it's, it, if it's not your birthday, no, I'm, I'm like... not FaceTiming you. <laughs> what? Yeah, no way. Am I Am I alone in this? Uh-huh. You are. Yeah. Do you Gavin? FaceTime the majority of the people you Gavin doesn't even know if FaceTime I, I would is. FaceTime. <laughs> I FaceTime probably out of 10 phone calls. Seven of them would be FaceTime. Wow, wow. That is that's a lot. killer. What, what do you do what, what, when you travel? Because you travel more than probably any of us right now. I do mostly you, text. Mostly text? Yeah, mostly text. But I find that if it if it's at all any kind of, if it's any kind of intimate, like if, you, if you're like having a situation, if you're dating, trying to date somebody or whatever, the text is a horrible way to go because everything's lost in translation and, and it, you have to put a phone call in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Facetime? Do you Facetime? Not much. Yeah. I don't. I don't Facetime much. Um, just because it's like it's kind of a pain to Facetime. I don't want to have to look at the phone. You know what I Not mean? Not to mention, forget about roll. If you accidentally yeah. roll your eye on Facetime, and you're done. <laughs> you, if That's you, if you make funny. the wrong facial expression, you're That's done. That's funny. Um, you're right, <laughs> Rick. What you got, buddy? I think you're right. <laughs> also, you know what else? If you're Facetiming, it's hard for you to. It's hard for you to text while you're having a conversation. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. What? That's, a, that's the point of that's the point of talking to this person. Sometimes you got something like, to do, man. You got to get back to people. Like, yeah, so so then just like, why not look at me? Like, hold yeah, on a second, man. Like, I, 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 I got to get these done he's like, right now. Then just be like, like I got to go. I got stuff. I got. I got to go. I'll talk to you soon. Gavin goes. If I'm FaceTiming a phone call, it's no problem. You can be sending out texts. Does FaceTime have pause? Yeah. 
I'm Gavin. I mean? I'm Gavin. If I'm, fa- if I'm FaceTiming a girl, how can I text other ones? Is well, that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. Well, that's you know what the issue, issue here? Yeah, but that's comes from the guys who've been married a long that's time. That's the issue here. No. No, that's me. That's me hearing this the rock star is. say. The rock yeah. star says, if I'm FaceTiming, how can I text? So then the follow-up nah, question to that is, do you it. ever cross-text? That is a fear, isn't it? The cross-text? But you could do that in any occasion. I've de- done that for sure. I have. You know? I have. A, I had a teammate once that accidentally cross text and blamed. Oh, you're it. talking about intimately. Oh yeah. No. I and know. accidentally, and then blamed it on me, like I was a scapegoat, but never told me. Oh. And so then I got confronted about it, and I was like, Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then like I was like, yeah. I just, I just took a bullet. Yeah, I, he always I t- thought I had a like hot a, body. Yeah. I basically just, <laughs> I just I took a bullet because I figured something was up, and then like a couple minutes later, I was like, I saw my buddy. I was like, what, the f- what is this? And he's like, Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm like, Dude, I, I like tell me like sure. what's going yeah. on here. Have oh, you guys seen the funny. Fire Festival documentary? Yes, yes. I So you know that. Oh, Gavin. Sorry. You got to watch it, but you know the Evian Water guy. Come on, guys. Uh, I've seen both documentaries. The guy, the Avion Water. He was going to, you know what, to get the water yeah. out of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes I do. Okay. So I was trying to tell you that. You texting him? No. He walked into <laughs> the hotel. I was at a hotel. He walked in. I freaked out. I got so excited. So I started texting people, like friends. And I texted, he's here. And I sent the eggplant emoji with the water. <sighs> yeah. To the wrong person, to like a seventy-year-old professional man. <laughs> I was putting the, it out there. I like, started. Yeah. I started yeah. pouring. Who sweat. you're now dating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Oh boy. So you cross text. Anybody else in our community? Any listeners out there? If you have a great story, that's what I want to get. I, if somebody out there has a fantastic story of cross texting, <laughs> send us an email. Or oh, Danielle, do you have one? Oh. Oh, Danielle has yes. one. Okay. I, I think a lot of women can relate to this, but when you're texting a guy, let, let's say I'm just I'm dating somebody, I'm texting that guy, I will text my girlfriend to ask what I should respond oh, yeah. with the guy. However, it's happened so many times before where I've screenshotted a conversation and sent it back to the guy instead of sending it to my friend. Oh. And he's like, why did you just screenshot uh, our conversation? I'm like, time oh, Time to delete her, delete her number, huh? Yeah. But that happens to so many people. Crazy. It's happened to so many of my friends Crazy. before. So this is something I really want your honest opinions on. And I know you're going to want to give the politically correct answer but if you can give the real answer i have no interest in giving the political (laughs) so there's a girl i follow on instagram so she doesn't shave at all not any not legs for some reason it's really hard for me to say the word armpit but i'm just gonna say it not armpit that's a struggle say that word legs nothing and what i think is interesting is anytime she shows that on her instagram women criticize it or kind of make comments and then other women come on and defend her and it's this big sort of thing so i'm wondering as you five men what do you really think like what do you really think about that i think i mean gavin gave an example when i was talking about lasering my eyebrows if she ever gets caught in a blizzard outside the mall of america She's going to need that hair for warmth. She's she's resourceful. It could be a regional thing. Yeah. Does she live in Canada? 
No, is that common yeah, in Canada? She lives in California. No, I was just saying because it's <laughs> cold where where I come from. Because I think women are going to email us at men at iheartradio.com. No matter what you guys say, I think you're going to lose-lose here. Because I think they're going to be irritated by you if you don't say it's okay. But I want you to be honest. I'll give it a shot. (laughs) This is Rick speaking. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. Here's Here's the thing. I think, listen, I think everyone should do what they want, okay? If, if that's what she wants and if she is with someone or isn't with someone and they're fine with it, then that's fine. I mean, the fact that she's posting it, she's inviting the comments, okay? Me mm. personally, I trim. I trim what I want to trim because it makes me more comfortable. So if she doesn't want to trim, that's up to her. And if whoever she's with, mm. whoever her partner is, that's fine. But unfortunately, once you go posting it, you're inviting the comments. So I don't know what her response, if she has problems with all the comments or if she's fighting back or clapping back or whatever. But the thing is, once you do that, you're, you're kind of inviting it. So my, my thought on this is, if it makes you feel good and in your own world you're happy with it, then do it. But if you're doing it and then putting it out there and getting mad at people for commenting about it, then th- that's on you. This is a topic for Professor DeGraw to weigh in on. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Uh, my opinion on this? Um, single man's opinion. Right, the single guy. Uh, well, I guess uh, I have a general question, which would be, does she get her hair cut on her head? Mm-hmm. And what does her hairstyle look like? And it's just a short haircut. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she doesn't wear makeup. She's very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just that's something she doesn't want to do for whatever different reasons. Mm-hmm. But as men, are you? I'm just going to really cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. Are you more attracted to a woman that does, or oh. do you care? Uh, See, you're all. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, oh, has anybody? I am more attracted to someone. Has anybody shit. been with I someone who has the not? The attractive sh- thing to me as a man. Is to look at a woman who looks so opposite of anything masculine. Um, that's what I find sexy. So I already have body hair. I feel like I have that part covered. And <laughs> except for right so, here on your chin. Except for this spot. Now, if she has no hair on her whole body but a little patch right here, I might be interested. Your soulmate. And a spot that doesn't grow on my face. I may say, oh, that's totally different than me. But, you know, for me, I'm not looking for somebody who, who has any, any aesthetic at all reminiscent of my looks. And I'm uh, just looking for the absolute opposite. I, yeah, I agree. I have no interest in that. That's my opinion. Um, body hair, not attractive, not physically attractive to me uh, in what I want to see on my partner. My wife um, looks very feminine. And to me, that's very, very attractive. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, I mean, we're here to give opinions, right? Well, so no. Here's the thing: don't have when, to agree with the opinion, when that, opinions. They can have their own perspective. When that first came up, you asked what we thought of it, and so I said, if she wants to do it, she wants to do it. But if you're asking me point blank if I find that attractive, I don't. And so, I agree with Gavin yeah. Brooks, and I think everybody here. Um, yeah, it's like that's not what mentally what I'm accustomed to and what I think of, and therefore it doesn't trigger an attraction to me. So if someone were to come to me and say, hey, look at me, I haven't shaved my armpits or my legs, I'd say, well, that's not – that. I don't – I'm sorry. That's great for you, but I do not find that attractive. 
And I think there's a lot of things that they may look at us and be like, oh, my God, like that guy's got, you know, short hair or that guy has long hair. That's disgusting. Or he has blonde hair or black hair, hair or no hair or chest hair. Or yeah, but are you whatever. doing it as a societal and political statement is the difference. No, not at all. And that's what I think. Yeah, Demet, it's like... the second you do that, it is no doubt. It's an open window into... But we don't know that she's doing that. And I think Amy's just kind of like, do you guys like it or don't? That's that's how I'm interpreting it. We don't know that she's she's doing that, but she's posting a photo on Instagram with her arm up showing the thing. So she's not 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 calling attention to it. Mm. I think she wants there to be a conversation, uh, yes, like, like this exact conversation. It's but an old conversation, though. Have that's you, the irony. Have, has anybody ever been with somebody that, that was like that, that has not chosen to shave? Whether it's armpits or legs? legs or... When I was a teenager, I went to a... Uh... This is I went be to good. a uh, like a, a Woodstock reunion kind of thing, you know, because I grew up near the original Woodstock uh, location, right? Uh, near near Yasger's farm, and of course they'd have these revivals every year, you know, celebrating Woodstock, nineteen sixty nine, all that stuff. So, you know, all of the the hippies and the faux hippies and people who just like are not hippies, but they would, you know, the, the buy a ten dollar tie dye t shirt, walk around, right? Uh, all there, and of course there's a lot of girls there who. You know, we're teenage girls, 20-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? I was like 16 at the time, and there were a lot of girls in that, that age range who just, you know, were that kind of, those kind of girls, you know? Um, you know, fire pits and drum circles and that whole thing. Yep. Everybody smelled like patchouli. You know what I mean? And so there are some cute girls out there. I mean, I had a ball. Um, but, <laughs> you know... Um, but I can't say encountering that little underarm goatee was a highlight of my uh, teenage years. You know, so you've been there, seen you it, have? yeah, seen it. I was about sixteen. Oh boy! So when yeah. we when we flip Flash back through your price. picture book, there's not you and an underarm goatee and a like smiling. It's that's yeah, not it's your, her holding me in a headlock, and it looks like I have, like I have two heads of hair. <laughs> Okay, so we have a question from Tiffany, and she is asking, what are you insecure about on your body? I assume mm. Brooke's, Brooke's going to take a pass. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let me know, no, Brooke. Like, that's what my home gym is for. Too many muscles, I think, right, on my, Yeah, on my 12-pack, being, being, being in the perfect 12, shape. The 12th ab muscle protrudes too much, and it hurts when I... Bend over, Brooks because is like, my abs are so pronounced. Brooks After is like everyone's thousand sit up. His face was awesome. Really what starts to saying? hurt. Brooks is like everyone calls me a twelve pack, but I've got fourteen. <laughs> we get a you workout. <laughs> well, you start. Just, you start it, buddy. What do you? I'll, I'll dive in because I mean, I'm, you know, what the hell? I'm forty five. I've got gray hairs and day. I'm sort of fat, and I don't really care. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I mean, the reality is, is you look you know, great, I, bud. Well, thanks a lot. I yeah. appreciate that. You know, Don't and I've joked about it here. since we got together. But like, I, you know, I am kind of self-conscious about my chin and the third one more so than the second one. But the first one, I really want to keep around. So trying the fifth to figure one out, is nice. The fifth one kind of leads right down into like the stomach yeah, area. Yeah. It kind of all it's good. Like when you're in the sun, yeah. and then you get up and there's just it's white like lines a all the way it's across. It's a gullet. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's nice, but, that, uh, it's nice that we asked Rick for the, the thing that he feels most sensitive about, and then we start beating on him for it. <laughs> you guys are nice. That's, that's a safe um, place. That's guys for you. But I do think about, you know, it's like it's I true. kind of 
mentally beat myself up about working out and, and like, not that I'm focusing on that particular area, but I think as an overall mentality of saying, Hey, I need to go work out today or, or, you know, Mm. because of X, Y, and Z, or I look in the mirror or shave or whatever. And it's like, I need to take care of that. Mm. Um, Mm. are you active right now? Like, are you, are you very inactive actually? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You've seen those elephant seals, right? It's kind of what I feel like every once in a while when I look in the mirror, but um, I know it's not the case. Does it, does it change if you become very active or somewhat active? Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, yeah somewhat. So but then not, you have the power to do yeah, something about you it. You know, and then yeah. you get the other side of it where your wife or, was like, hey, well, you know, you can take care of that. And it's like, I mean, I am taking care of it. I'm going to the gym every day or, or whatnot. But oh. she's like, no, no, no. You can like go and get it frozen <laughs> off or sucked out or however you want to do it, you know? And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm not mm. into that. Mm. Anybody else? I'm self-conscious about a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why your I body language doesn't. You know say what so I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'll give you an example, right? So, uh, so uh, last week I went to the dentist, and uh, you know, I just I had to go in because I had a filling I needed done, and so they're doing that, and I'm like, hey, you don't mind whitening my teeth a little, do you? They're like, no, certainly not. I was like like 300 shades lighter, like as white as you can get these things. You know what I mean? Like, like whiter than my pupils, you know? And and like and because I need to do it because I never go in the sun, so I look like you know a ghost. You know, it's like a cross between like a ghost and like somebody with jaundice. So, so like if sure, I don't get my ghost. yeah, so if I don't get my teeth, you know. Pearly. Yeah, then if they're not really white, then you can't tell that they look white at all because, you know, what they're up against is like this. So instead of tanning, you just whiten your teeth. Oddly, the sort of like translucent color that I have. And so, because I, I hate going in the sun, you know, because when I was a kid, I was a lifeguard, and I had to sit on that damn chair all day long, man. And I said, man, I mean, I would, I would, I was like hoping somebody would go under just so I could cool off, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, so, so I went in there, you know, I was like, yeah, just make these things as white as damn possible, you know. And then they're like, okay, we got them pretty white. I was like, hey, why you're in there? Um, <laughs> while you're in there, yeah, like well, you got just you know that stuff in your mouth. I was like, how long would it take you to straighten these things out? You know, <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you Let's know, punch him around. I had, yeah, like yeah, he didn't hit me with a left, you know, <laughs> and uh, and they're like, yeah, I mean, we could we could do a couple things, you know. I said maybe like some of those Invisalign, or I had braces when I was a kid, but I didn't want to wear the retainer because they looked too straight. I looked like wimpy because they were too straight. And I kind of want to get them a little crooked again, but now they're like a little gangly, you know. So now I want them as straight as can be, you know. This is how men think, yeah. right here. It's yeah, true, though, right? Cool. I was like, I can't look. If it looks too good, then I'm gonna look like a pretty boy, and then somebody will mess with you, and then you know, like let's get them a little crooked, you know. And so and now I'm an adult, you know. I'm like, I mean, I want my teeth straightened out again, you know. Why did I? Why did I wear my retainer? Come play some hockey, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, come play some hockey. Well, man, I lost my front four teeth four times. See that? Yeah. Do you have implants? They broke in half, so they just they broke They're in calved. half. And they, they broke just... in half, like vertically in half, or like uh, across, like across. How do you do that? The first time I lost them, I was twenty three. Just got high sticked, but just a stick. Just took them right. I came to the bench, pulled up my mouth guard, and 
front four were just broken half. And then after that, then it, hockey players have really good dentists. Um, and then they filled them in. They put all like fake bottoms on them. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they got. I lost them twice in two weeks. One time, what? One was with a puck. One was with a stick from a teammate in practice. Uh, and then I lost them one more time. So you want to? You want to? You want to fix up your teeth, let's buddy? Get the game. Oh, let's, yeah. get, let's, let's get, get the, the game. Let's get the game. Did you keep I'm playing in. after that happened? Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's yeah. it's fine. You don't really f- feel it. Did like you have actually, to find this the other halves on the ice? No, they're just in your mouth guard. They come out in your mouth guard. Uh, you pull your mouth guard out, and they're just stuck in there. Did anybody make a really like, comment to you afterward? Like, hey man, you want to get some dinner tonight? <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> some guys are like, hey, can you open this here? Who wants to open smoothies. there in your mouth? There, can you open this beer for me? Um, but yeah, you want you want some teeth adjustment, my friend. Come play some hockey. All right, I can do that. Yeah. I can't do that, but it'll be good for my mouth, I suppose. I mean, I, uh, you know, when I started losing my hair and stuff, when I, I was like, Ugh, I wasn't thrilled about it. But then uh, it came to a point where it's like, it's see, obviously, it's, there's a lot more common now. And once I think I shaved it and just went with it, I was fine. So that doesn't bother me anymore. But if I don't keep myself, like right now, I'm trying to get back into shape. But if I don't keep myself in shape, the last place that that fixes itself on my body if I'm working out is like my side and my gut, my stomach. So if someone walks up and says, "Hey man, what's up?" and they hit you on the side, I automatically I'll miss the next sentence that they say because I'm all I'm thinking about is, "Oh man, they hit my side. Mm. It's not like where I want it to be." Mm. So I feel that though. Like if I don't, if I if I'm on vacation for like a week because I'm used to training like seven days a week. And if I'm on vacation for like a week, I feel soft, mm. and I hate. I just it's the grossest feeling to feel soft, mm. which I don't like. Um, so I, I get back and train hard, and I and I notice a change in my body too. You just feel a little softer. It just looks a little different. But also for me, it's um, upper body. I'm a legs and my sport is a legs and lungs sport. Mm. That's what we train it. Explosive single leg power to be a hockey player. Mm-hmm. Lungs to skate all day and you don't spend a lot of time on upper body. So in relation to my legs, my upper body are, is small mm. um, and weak compared to my in relation to my leg strength. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'd like to develop more upper body. I don't think I have a very big upper body. My self-conscious that would be like a, I don't a, know, a minotaur. Is that what they call it? What? I think it's a half horse. What? Oh, the half horse with the <laughs> centaur. Oh, jeez. What did you call it? A minotaur. A mentor. A mentor. Yeah. Mentor. Centaur. Yeah. Um, I hit you on the side earlier. Sprain, sprained three fingers. <laughs> Hold on now. We gotta look this up. I love it. Where I would impose your head off. <laughs> I love that Brooks just said that Brooks who works out like what eighteen out of twenty four hours a day goes. Yeah, when I go on vacation, I get soft. It's like what for what? I st- I, it's just. But if you're if you're so like honestly as an athlete, you're so in tune with. It's. I don't know. Maybe it happens. What do you got? You got a photo on there? I got a minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's going off the cliff here. <laughs> Can I see what you're... Bro, that's, that's not really me. it. That's not it. That's no. not well, it. Well, the minute with the bullhead, isn't it? Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the... Yeah. What did you call the it? The centaur. Is that the one with that's the horse, the horse body? Yeah, the center. man body on it? I don't see how either of these... Oh, yeah, in, there you I don't... Go. I, uh, that's you, bro. Is that, that's me, though. Uh, okay. Well, good? it's like... Yeah. Let me see. Oh, what? Is that it? Yeah, that is Brooks. That's yeah. Brooks on vacation. This is good can, we po- can we post on our Instagram a picture of a centaur with Brooks's face? Oh, I'm sure somebody in our community will do it. Oh God, here they come.
I just want to be honest here. Um, you know, I, we, we just shared a little bit about what we were self-conscious about and, you know, obviously working out and, and doing physical exercise. You know, we were talking about my chin and being 45 and chins, what I, plural. <laughs> chins, excuse me. Thank you, Ryan. Um, but what I wanted to know really from you guys and some of our listeners was what motivates you to, to get to the gym, be on time, get there every time, you know, work your upper body Brooks. Um, you know, what is the motivating factor when you've already played a sport, when you already have the kids and you're, or you're already out on tour, you know, you come back from a, from a concert or whatnot, Gavin, you know, are you going to go work out afterwards or are you going to work out the next morning or? You know, right. So uh, I'm curious idea. to know what the motivating factors are to do to to do that. I that's probably the question I get asked the most in my life is how do you stay motivated and what motivates you? Um, honestly, for me, it's well, it's been about athletics. My whole life was about okay. I want to become the best hockey player I possibly can be. That would that was my whole goal. So I trained sports specific. What in the gym directly translates to on ice peak on ice performance. Mm. That was my motivating factor for 30 some years. Um, now it's about, I want to compete in CrossFit, mm -hmm. but, um, so that's why I'm working on other things that are not sports specific, like developing more upper body power. Um, but for me, if I don't work out, if I don't train, like my, I turned my whole, you guys probably seen on my Instagram. If you follow me my whole garage is a, gym it's my home gym heaven um and mm -hmm. i'll train i'll bounce back and forth in and out of that from eight till five every day um i have a workout app open gym training programs if you guys want to if you need something to train at home or at your gym um this is my passion in life this is something that fulfills me and honestly my head would blow off if i didn't train in a day or two days like yeah. i would i just have so much energy i need to get out and i think if i didn't do that it's one it's fulfilling for me I can do it by myself for four, five, six hours. You can probably sing or write or like music by all yourself day. all day, right? So this is fulfilling for me. So it's it's sort of a gift in that regard. Um, but also I think I would go crazy if I didn't get that energy out. I think my wife would probably divorce me in a week if I wasn't able to work out. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. It, like right. for me right now, I mean, I was doing water polo for a long time. And there a couple of years ago, I was training pretty hard for a world championship thing in Hungary. And, and we went and did all that. And ever since then, I've just been... And we remodeled our house or whatnot, but I've just been very kind of stagnant and just been, you know, and almost enjoying it to the fact where I'm like, you know what? I don't have to do that today. Like, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to stay home and enjoy my coffee or whatever, mm -hmm. not go to the gym at six o'clock or go swim yeah. at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, and now what I'm really struggling with is, is getting back on that horse so you know, I, and, and without forcing myself. I think I can help you here. So and for our listeners, too, because this is so if if. Working, what would on a scale of one to ten, what would working out or right now be to you? A three, a four, in terms yeah, of his desire to do it. Terms, it? Yeah, oh, like how excited would you be to do it, or like what would I'm, it be? I'm like probably a three. So you're a three. So a lot of a lot of people listening to this probably are a three. So my how we how do we get this? Because if something's a ten to you, you're like I want to do that. That's, sure, that's so attractive. That's so I, that's so much fun mm -hmm. to me. So if training for you right now is a three. <clears throat> Well, if we add great music, that might make it a four. Right. If you do it outside in the sun here in California, might be a five or a six. If you do it with a good friend, might be a seven. If the gym is really close to your house, maybe that's an eight. If you put a challenge to it, hey, I'm going to do 
I want to be able to do a 5K or a half marathon by July or August. Well, now you have a purpose to it. Right. And you're like, I'm going to raise money. Mm-hmm. Can can you sponsor me to do this? Now you have a purpose. Now maybe there's a motivation outside of yourself. Now maybe it's a nine or a ten, and you're like, damn right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, could be you want to be healthy. You want to live to your ninety years old to be around for your grandkids. Right. That could be a motivation. Right. But there's many ways to turn it from a three to a ten. Mm. And I would look at some of those ways for our listeners. What are those ways in your life? Who are those people in your life that mm. can help elevate it so that it's something that you gravitate towards versus something you resist against? Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll tell you a funny story about working out and good music. <clears throat> so I try and work out as much as I can because, one, I, I get embarrassed if I'm out of shape. But also what you were saying earlier, Brooks, <clears throat> for, for me, part of what I do is about quick thinking and stuff like that. And if I'm out of shape and stuff, I, have my, I just get sluggish and I, my thinking slows down and I, you know, it doesn't work. So I started working out and I was like, okay, there, I want to try and work out every day. And I can't do... I don't have a time between work and the kids and everything to do so much every day. So I bought one of those Peloton bikes and I was like, at the very least, I'll do a ride every day, mm-hmm. which I did last night before we left to come here. I hadn't done it yet. So I did a ride at like 10 o'clock at night Then I got up and I had to catch a flight this morning, but I did a ride this morning. But as I was riding this morning, I'm doing this thing. I was like, all right, I got to get up to Oakland. And so, mm. <clears throat> so I don't know if you know Peloton, there's a screen there yeah. and it's, it's almost like you're in a live class and right. the instructor's talking and stuff like that. Sometimes they are live too, but Instructor's like, all right, this next one's really going to knock your socks off. She goes, I just love Gavin DeGraw's voice. Yeah! Hot stop! Oh, boy. Yeah! And so I was like, all right, listen, if this isn't a sign. (laughs) That's the part where I would have turned that screen off. (laughs) Dude, this has been another, this has been a powerful episode. I think this is our best episode. Of this the is two. one of the top. This is one of the top <laughs> two episodes. This is one of the top <laughs> two we've ever done. Certainly the most recent one. Um, but Gavin, <laughs> well said. <laughs> I'm out of jokes, buddy. Just wrap us. Get me up. It's great, man. Hey, well, listen, fellas. It's an honor to be here. To be honest with you, after meeting you guys and I walked in, I thought it was going to suck, but you surprised me. <laughs> so, there. thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before you take off, we want to know your thoughts, feedback, insights, and questions for us on this show. Send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and follow along with us on Instagram at How Men Think Podcast. And we'll see you back right here next week for the next episode.